Smart Fish Conservative Podcast, hosted by Ethan Evans, Tyler Swenson. Today, we are going to be giving a background on the podcast, ourselves, and the future plans for the show. So the first thing I want to get into is just the purpose of this podcast and why we are starting it one. So I would start off by saying that the reason that we want to do this is definitely to showcase DIY adventures. So do-it-yourself adventures, whether that be hunting, fishing, backpacking, or just exploring new places, and also being a quote-unquote weekend warrior, as a lot of people like to say. And that's kind of, I think it's an interesting thing. I think everybody kind of longs for those really long expeditions or adventures. But in a lot of cases, a lot of the people that are doing these uh, hobbies or interests are people who are DIYers. So I think that's definitely something that I think I want to highlight on. Also, we're going to have, try to get some leading industry experts on various topics to enhance your and our outdoor experience. Cause we're along this. I mean, this is going to be our journey you guys coming along with us, us learning on the way, constantly learning and expressing our experience and I don't know, maybe our screw ups that can maybe lead you in the right direction. Yeah. I think that's definitely a great way to put it. I think definitely being able to, you know, things that we are interested in about, we're just curious about or weak areas. I'm sure there's other people who have those kind of same questions and same interests. So I think that having us kind of grow with the podcast, that will be a great way to kind of hopefully help you guys and help others. So hopefully also we're going to discuss a lot of conservation issues and ways for you guys to get involved. And, you know, like I said before, educating ourselves on how we should get more involved or how we are involved, whatever the case may be. So some guests to help carry out some of these conversations are <clears throat> conservation officers, biologists, marketing, product development, and also maybe show you possible careers in the industry. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that a lot of these conservation issues are definitely, there's a lot getting hit on by main media. Uh, I think there's also a lot that don't get hit on. And then also there's a lot of, a lot of groups or charters out there that I would say, and organizations like Trout Unlimited, Ducks Unlimited, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, just to kind of talk about, and a lot of the smaller ones too, and just kind of talk about what they're doing and have those on the people on the podcast. Because I think sometimes there's kind of a big disconnect when you're getting into these uh, pursuits talking about, you know, there's always people that they kind of want you to give money, which is great, but it's kind of also talking about what is your dollar doing? And I think that's something that I always have a question about. So I think having some of those, you know, organizations on and talking about some victories in the conservation space would be great as well. And also like, I feel like when I kind of got into these hobbies, not saying that was definitely like a career interest of mine, but I think there's a lot of careers within the outdoors and also talking about how people got to those positions will be great for any younger people listening or people thinking about a career switch, whether that be guiding like a conservation officer like Tyler talked about or getting into marketing or working in product development to kind of develop either a new backpack or a new lure or something along those lines. Right. Another thing we want to do is promote, you know, budget or adventures and cheap adventures. I think there's a lot that can be done with your being dollar wise. There's a lot of like influencer influencer stuff out there where people are pushing a lot of products that I see that I think aren't really worth your time and hard earned dollars. And I think that for us to kind of hopefully help filter that out for you guys, 
is going to be a big part of the podcast as well. Right. And then also to promote the use of public land because that's what Tyler and I have the most access to and will be utilizing the most. Uh, where I'd like to see, and maybe you can speak more on this, Ethan, but where I'd like to see this podcast going is, like you said, I mean, Ethan and I aren't filthy rich by any means. So uh, this is how we get it done. Maybe, like Ethan said, show how we make full use out of our budget because, you know, some of, not all the videos that you see out there, but there are a lot of videos where guys are using, you know, the best gear, the best this or that, and maybe have some private land to hunt on. You know, I understand that's not always the case. And most often maybe that isn't the case, but just showing you, uh, our true perspective of these sports. Yep. I think that's a great way to put it. Another thing I think it's also kind of helps since we are younger, Tyler and I are both 23. We kind of want to give the younger people who are involved in the outdoors a voice, something that they can kind of listen to and hopefully provide feedback on. Not saying that we're young and wise, but hopefully we're younger, young and getting wiser, I would say. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I would just say, just kind of give people maybe more of a younger perspective on a lot of these issues and the perspective that we have on them. I was just going to say, hopefully by the time we're, you know, I hope this never comes to an end. You know, there's always a story to be shared and we're, we're always taking adventures with each other, but hopefully, like you said, eventually we are wiser one day. And I don't know if you can ever be the wisest, but I don't know. It's kind of my goal. As long as we aren't the dumbest, I guess that's our goal. (laughs) Right. Right. I don't want to be that guy. So I think that kind of gives a great purpose of this podcast um, at a high level. We're going to try to keep this kind of purpose in mind with each show we do and with each guest we bring on. But I think that kind of lays a good foundation for what the podcast and what we're going to be building on. So next thing I want to talk about is kind of our background and interest and kind of what we kind of like focusing on. There's a lot of overlap, but there are some key differences. So I'll let you go first, Ty. So. I grew up and live in Iowa. I'm 23 years old. Just for an introduction, how I got kind of got into hunting and fishing. First of all, my grandpa Villa, he always took me goose hunting. And I'm not, sh- I'm not really sure if he ever wanted to go, but, you know, of course, I'd do the same. Grandkid wants to go goose hunting. I'm going to get some stuff to go goose hunting. So he always brought me out and you know, I remember the times where I was never old enough to even shoot a gun. So he'd stick me under a burlap sack. I mean, it was bare minimum burlap sack out in the middle of a field or a huge decoy. I mean, like biggest goose decoy you could ever imagine. And I, I understand I was little, so this decoy might not have been that big, but I remember hiding under it and, you know, just getting all giddy when geese, I could hear geese being shot. And then I'd be the one it's like, you know, oh, I want to go pick up the geese where all the old guys are, you know, probably sitting back like, thank goodness. Cause now that's kind of us nowadays, you know, something lands way far away. You don't really want to go get it, but of course you do. So that kind of first introduced me into goose hunting or hunting in general, but also my grandpa Harold was, he was a phenomenal fisherman and he fished all the time. I mean, just loved to do it. And he passed away pretty early, so I don't remember much about that relationship, but it's almost kind of a way of he's gone and passed away now, but I always think, oh, he's looking down on me 
while I'm fishing or hunting, you know, just loving it. So that's kind of my drive behind fishing. Plus I love to do it and I'm sure I get that from him. I mean, like I said, he was fishing all the time. And then on top of that, grandpa's neighbor, he was a biologist. So he knew all kinds of stuff about the lake that grandpa lived on. And he'd take me and his grandson around the lake, you know, getting on the islands, picking up arrowheads. There was I don't know what tribe was around the lake we were from, but there was a big Indian tribe. So you found arrowheads all over the place. Not so much anymore, but old Indian artifacts. And then he'd show us, you know, pieces, bits and pieces that showed a bit of history from the lake. And it was just always a good time. I'll turn it back to you, Ethan, just kind of start going over where, where your background and interest came from. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 23 years old. Uh, recently graduated working a full-time job now. Uh, some of my interests, yeah. So I guess at a high level, I'll take a step back. I didn't really have nobody show me the outdoors. Like I didn't really have grandparents or parents. Actually, a lot of my first outdoor experience was actually going ice fishing with Tyler. I think around the age of like 15, 16, that's when I kind of did on my own. Pretty young. Yeah. And I fished a little bit like, uh, with my mom, like, and dad back, like way when I was younger, like, you know, someone had a rod and you threw a worm out and it was like, oh, this is fun. But I guess they were never like re-encouraging me to go back out. And at that time I couldn't drive or anything. So I never really thought like I really loved fishing. And also at this time, like YouTube wasn't a big thing as far as the fishing scene went. So I never really watched YouTube, but as I got older and I got like, I I know Tyler was like talking about ice fishing and he was really big into it at that time. I was like, can I go out with you one time? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, I think that was something that was always funny. Cause like, you were always trying to look for more people to like do those interests with. And I was always like, yeah, that looks awesome. So we went out and I remember like bare minimums, like I didn't have anything. Like I had enough, I had clothes on my back. Like, uh, <laughs> I had some snow pants and stuff to go out. Uh, bibs, maybe I don't even remember, but and like Tyler, you didn't <laughs> have a backslider. We had like, <laughs> we had this old shack house. I remember that was like hard bottom on the floor. That was just like so hard to lug out there. And I remember me, you and Dylan would like have to take turns lugging that thing back onto the lake just cause it was so heavy and we just stuffed it full. <laughs> right. That thing was crazy. I remember looking down the hole with like a, my phone flashlight or a flashlight trying to figure out if there's a fish there. But yeah, it was it was a great time. Uh, my next thing was to kind of actually go. I got into bass fishing a little bit just because we had a good lake that had bass fishing. I had a lot of fun doing that. That's when I kind of got more into the YouTube scene and watching videos. And I would say that's what really kind of started to speak, spark my interest into this whole world of, holy crap, there's a lot to know about fishing. There's a lot of gear to be had. A lot of lures out there and definitely I was overwhelmed at that time through a couple crappy boats like a John boat that I thought would be awesome for fishing. Realized that I was going to tip the second I got on the lake that the motor wouldn't start. So I quickly sold that, just figured out that like I didn't have money at the time. So I was like, okay, well maybe we should just wait a minute on that whole thing and wait till I can afford a boat to kind of really get into the lake fishing in the Midwest. But at the same time, I think you were kind of getting into fly fishing, or at least John Carlson, who's both a mentor of Tyler and I's. Tyler was getting into it. And I remember like thinking, like, God, that looks fun. Like I watched a couple of videos, didn't know much about it. And I just remember like going to John's place one time with like a crappy fly rod setup I got from like Cabela's or might even Fleet Farm. 
And I asked John, I was like, is this going to work? And he kind of just told me, yeah, it will work. And I'm soon, I mean, I've later on realized that like, that was a really crappy rod and, but it helped me catch fish. But I remember going over there and practice casting with him. And I would just, you know, before I knew it, like line would be tangled, it'd be wrapped around me and everywhere, but where I was trying to place it. So that was kind of my start. And then I kind of just progressed more into fly fishing. I uh, just figured out there's a lot more opportunities to be had around where in the Midwest, just because I didn't need a boat, just needed a pair of waders and a little sweat equity to kind of walk to these places. So that was kind of my humble beginnings. And then as far as hunting goes, I uh, started getting into waterfowl hunting early on in college, um, large part due to Tyler, going out on teal hunts with him and goose hunts. So that's what kind of sparked my interest. And then as soon as I kind of graduated high school, also my fiance and I, who was my girlfriend at the time, we did a lot of Western, going in a, a lot of West, a lot of trips out West, I should say, to uh, these, a lot of these national parks. So that kind of sparked an interest in going hiking and then chasing some more of these, I guess you could say exotic animals that we would consider to be the Midwest. Yeah, I would consider them exotic from here. Yeah, so that kind of sparked both Tyler and I's interest um, going backpack hunting, and that's a new kind of passion for mine, whether that be a rifle or a bow. Right, I would say definitely the backpack hunting, you know, that's something, I mean, we were both kind of watching Meat Eater, right? I mean, that was, that was the, f I think it recently came out, Am I right on that, Ethan? Like on Netflix. Yeah, it recently came to Netflix. Yep. So it recently came to Netflix and I was kind of, I think you were watching it, Ethan. You're like, Tyler, you got to check the show out. It's pretty sweet. So I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. So I'm checking it out and I'm like, gosh, this is pretty sweet. So now all of a sudden, Ethan and I want a backcountry hunt. And he's like, gosh, you know, we should try this. So that's where that interest started. But I was also going to touch on, I remember, you know, Ethan is way beyond my knowledge of trout fishing. I know how to trout fish, but, you know, he's really, I mean, he really gets into it. He's really on like the leading edge, I would say, of like what works best or trying to find out, gosh, I'm doing this or this wrong. And, you know, fortunate enough for me, he teaches me from watching my mistakes. But funny enough, I taught him how to tie his first fly. And this was like, I mean, once you agree, Ethan, it was like the most basic fly you could ever imagine. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I remember I was at John Carlson's house and he was like teaching us how to tie that fly. And or he was like showing me, he's like, yeah, this is how you tie that fly. And I remember like, he's like, yeah, you just do this, this and that. And he did it so fast though. And I was like, God, this looks like the most complex thing ever. Like I'm never going to be able to get this. And yeah, I eventually persuaded you to come over and show me. And I had this like cheap Cabela's kit with like the hook would hardly say in the vice and all that little stuff, but <laughs> right. I'll let you continue the story. So got over to Ethan's and we're tying this fly and our Ethan didn't even know how to thread his bobbin, you know, at this <laughs> point, I mean, it was first start and I thought, I mean, I thought I was pretty high and mighty. Like I, I knew my stuff. I know how to tie. So we call it the Carlson fly. Cause he was the one who got Ethan and I both into it. He taught us, you know, he was where the roots first started. So Carlson fly is what we're tying. And I remember I was showing Ethan and I wasn't that great, but like I knew how to make a Carlson fly. 
And Ethan's fly, I don't I don't know what he was doing well. Maybe I was a bad teacher or he just sucked at fly tying, but it was the worst looking fly I've ever seen. Yeah, it was bad. I think the thing is too, like we didn't know anything the fundamentals really. Like we didn't really know like, hey, you're supposed to like, you know, wrap it this way, the thread. Right. And it was just like the stupidest things we did. And like we had no idea, like tie the marabou or the flash and like flash was all over the place. And I was like, you know, instead of just like wrapping you know, cutting a longer piece and then wrapping that down securely. Like, no, it was just a disaster. I remember flash being all over. And like, I remember thinking to myself, like, well, I'm never going to be able to get this. <laughs> right. But it's funny because, you know, I say it was the worst looking fly I've ever seen. But, you know, back then my flies looked like crap too. I mean, we were just, we were just terrible at tying flies at this point, but that's where it all started. And now you're teaching me all kinds of flies. Yeah, that was, that was definitely funny to look back. I remember I got a couple of my old flies that I just keep around like, and I'm like, I'm never going to fish these, but like definitely some humble beginnings as far as fly tying goes. And that was, that's been a really fun passion to, and like pastime for both of us kind of getting into that. I think that it's kind of funny because I come out West and there's just so much more, there's so much more fly shops around. And like where we grew up in Iowa and even in like the prime trout fishing in the Driftless area, you don't really have many fly shops. And the fact of it is, it's like, you kind of have to learn how to tie these flies on your own if you want to buy them. And that's what Tyler and I kind of had to do. And like, we didn't have no formal teacher. It was just like, watch a YouTube video, learn, make mistakes, figure out all these flies suck and they're not going to catch anything. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, I wasted all that time. And, but I think the trial and error has always made us both out better outdoorsmen. So. Right. And the thing I love about all this, I mean, you know, you find a good buddy and you know, he likes it just as much as you do. And, you know, you teach each other along the way, whatever it is, you know, you know, you're teaching him, he's teaching you or she or her, whatever, it, whatever the case might be, but it's never ending. I mean, you're always learning. You're always, you know, Ethan goes out to the stream and he's like, gosh, Ty, you know, I tried this today and it was really working out. And then he teaches me what he was doing. And then, you know, one step up, one step up, you know, you keep climbing that ladder and it's, it's just never ending. I think that that's also kind of what made me interested in this sport. So actually for some people I don't know, um, I was pretty big into sports. It was kind of my whole life being from a small town. That's kind of the, usually how the case of it is. It's kind of a way to meet friends and be involved and learn some really important life skills. But I actually suffered two major knee injuries, um, tore my ACLs playing sports. So it kind of made me kind of look for other avenues of ways to be involved and still be active. And that's kind of where like fishing kind of first came about. And I think that from there, it was just kind of a natural progression into like hunting because I know for a fact, and you can probably vouch too, Tyler, like getting into hunting is a very daunting thing where like, I think fishing is very easy to get into just because of the fact of like, you got the whole like meat processing. And I think that kind of takes a whole other step of it. So if you just kind of start out with fishing, catch and releases, which is what I did, walked me in a natural progression of how to get into hunting. But that's kind of what kind of made me interested in it. I don't know if you can kind of speak on what keeps you interested or what made you interested in it, Ty. I'll speak on this really quick. I like how you put that. I mean, fishing, fishing, you can easily pick up a pole and a bobber and literally dig up a worm in your backyard and you're good. You know, that's all it takes. And where, like you said, hunting is, is a very daunting task. If you didn't have somebody, you know, one of your relatives or had a friend or 
a friend to teach you how to do it. I mean, it's a pretty big, I mean, considering whether you're bow hunting or you're harvesting the animal with a rifle or shotgun, you know, whatever it might be. I mean, it's a pretty big expense at a young age and there's a lot to learn from the get go. But like I said, what I make, or what made me interested in the sport originally is, like I said before, it's, I mean, you're always learning. I don't think, I don't think anyone in the world is ever the best hunter in the world or the best fisherman in the world. And I don't want to speak for them, but I would like to say that they would tell you that, you know, no, they're still learning too. You know, they're still learning something about themselves or about the species they're targeting, whether that be fish or animal. And that's what I like about it. That's what keeps me interested is you can always do better. There's never an end. Oh yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I think that's an awesome way to put it. I think it's just like, Hey, you might be the best trout spin, spin fisherman, or you might be the best bass fisherman, but Hey, what happens when I give you a fly rod? Can you still be effective? You know, or Hey, there's this new river that isn't, it's very like wide. And it's a lot different than what you're used to fishing. Can you effectively fish that water? Can you effectively fish for this new species? Um, I think that's those kind of things kind of keep me involved, um, especially in the new locations that, you know, we've been able to go through for both fishing and like backpack hunting. I think that's what really keeps me involved. It's not even necessarily like, I think everybody kind of gets caught up. And this is a funny thing from the outdoor, like uh, for people who aren't inside, like in the hunting and fishing culture, it's always like, well, if you shot that 400 inch elk or if you caught that 30 inch trout, would you be done? And it's like, no, I wouldn't be. It's like, that's not why no. I'm out there at all. Like, yeah, it would be awesome. And I would love to have those experiences, but it's like, I'm not going to quit the next day because I got, you know, a world-class fish or world-class bull or world-class deer. I don't, that's not why I'm out there. I think it's just kind of keep pushing myself to keep getting better at these hobbies and also to kind of see new places that I wouldn't otherwise go. Like the spot that we hunted in Colorado, I mean, I love going to national parks and a lot of other people do, but it was some really beautiful country in a place where a lot of people don't go. Right. No, a lot of people don't recreate. And I probably would have never went there. Um, same with Idaho. Right. We probably would have never went there if it wasn't for hunting. And I think that's what kind of, with burning out too, there's also that kind of aspect of it too. And I think what kind of keeps me avoiding from burning out is just like, there are times where I do say I do get burnt out of doing something and it's like, Hey, take a step back. Let's do something else. Like whether that be like ice fishing, I'll be like, okay, well maybe I'll just take a weekend off and go fly fishing. And I think just kind of being able, the more things I think there's, I'm so engulfed in everything in the outdoors that there's always something new to be doing. Like, you know, I've been fly fishing a lot recently. I could get burnt out and it's like, well, okay, let's start shed hunting. Or let's start scouting for turkeys or something. Uh, that's what kind of keeps me from bur getting burnt out. Whereas like, I'm kind of not a master of one. I try to do everything. So I think that's what kind of keeps me from getting burnt out, I would say. Right. And tell me if I'm wrong on this, Ethan, but I like the mystery of it. Like you said, both what you're going after and I'd say the places that you go, you know, some of those, some of the places that you and I've been together, Ethan, whether it's hunting or fishing, you know, you don't know. All right. You don't know what kind of fish is in there. All right. You know, you're going for trout, but you know, gosh, this trout looks, you know, more, this is the most beautiful trout I've ever caught, whether it's big or small. 
or it's just like, gosh, this is the biggest trout I've ever caught. You know, you don't know what's in the water or you don't know what animals lurking around the corner or you don't know what beautiful scenery you're going to reach going over this hill or coming over this ridge. You know, that's, that's a big part of why I love to do it. No, I totally, I totally agree. I think that's a huge aspect of it in my port, in my perspective too, from the fact of you can just kind of be like, you know, just like kind of what you said, it's like, what's over the next ridge. And I'm always kind of thinking that like, even when we're glassing, it's like, what's over that next ridge that I can't glass over. Or if I'm fishing a, a river or I'm fishing a trout hole, I'm kind of just like, what's up that next hole or like what's around the river bend that I can't see. And that's something that kind of keeps me going back to a lot of these new place to a lot of these places and just kind of keeps me engulfed in the whole experience. Right. I totally agree with you on that. So that's what, I mean, that's what keeps us involved as far as burning out. I guess I don't really touch on that. Didn't touch on that, but I like what you said. You know, there are times where, all right, end of the ice fishing season's coming or end of waterfowl season's coming. And you're like, gosh, you know, not so much for ice fishing, but waterfowl hunting is like, gosh, I'm kind of getting sick of waking up at three in the morning to go out to kill a goose. You know, beginning of the season, you could have got me out there at two in the morning, but it's like three in the morning. I mean, that's a stretch mid season, late season. It's like even six in the morning. It's like, gosh, I got to get up at six in the morning. You kind of get burnt out, but I like how you said having options. And I mean, I don't have options because it's like, I don't want to do the other. I have options because I like to do all of them, but it's nice to be able to, if you don't, if you're getting burnt on one, just go do the other. No, I think that's, that's great. I think that kind of lays a good foundation about who we are, what we like doing. And I think that also talks about kind of goes into our next topic, which is, you know, who are we going to have on the podcast as well as topics kind of discussed as well as goals with the podcast. So some of the future podcast topics since that we're going to be talking about, you know, backcountry hunting, steelhead, you know, hunting applications, some other conservation issues that are going on. We're going to also try to be producing more future uh, videos in the future about hunting and fishing as we're requiring more gear there. As the podcast goes and the schedule of it, we're going to be trying to do it a podcast episode once every other week as Tyler, as we did mention, we both work full-time jobs. So we're going to try to stick to that schedule, but sometimes things happen with the podcast. We're going to try to keep them 45 minutes to an hour, maybe a touch longer. If we're really having a good conversation kind of lays the groundwork for what we're going to be talking about and next steps with the podcast to kind of set the stage. I'm I'll just repeat, you know, we're no experts by any means. Uh, we're just a couple of guys who love to hunt and fish and we're, we're trying to learn as much as we can. And this is the journey of Ethan and I learning as much as we love doing it. We love talking about it too. And I love connecting with other people who are interested in the outdoors as well as looking to grow as both anglers, hunters, and outdoorsmen. Certainly. I don't know about you, Ethan, but you know, normally I'm a pretty quiet guy, but when I start talking hunting and fishing, it's like, I could, t- I could talk somebody's head off because I'm talking so much. And the funny thing, right. Is like, it's always hard because like people know things about fishing and they always, I feel like they got like a cousin or a friend who does like fishing, but like, and they're like, Oh, like they kind of like talk, like they know what they're talking about. And it's just so easy to tell. But once you meet a guy who's like pretty hardcore into it, you're just like, okay, best friends. Like we hit it <laughs> off, you know? <laughs> right. 
I totally agree. Cause you don't run into those guys very often. No, you don't No, And the funny thing is too, like, I feel like I'm pretty apolitical. Like I don't really like to talk about that with a lot of people, but it's like, there's some hills that I'll die on for like hunting and fishing that I'm willing to like really go to battle about. And I think those, those are sometimes some fun conversations to be had with people. Certainly. And I'll say again, you know, you don't find too many people who are willing to have a conversation like that with you, but it's fun. You know, that's the best is, I don't know, maybe you and this other hardcore hunter disagree on whatever topic it might be, but at the end of the day, you both love to hunt and you can have that little banter, little argument. And I don't know. I just feel like you have a mutual understanding. It's like, Hey, you know, we're still buddies. We still like to hunt. Interesting point too, would be like, just to kind of bring people on that maybe have a little different opinion on something than what Tyler and I have. I know Tyler and I probably have some different opinions as well from each other, just to kind of go in and kind of give reasoning and arguments for each of our perspectives. I think that would be also fun. Definitely. I'll just put out there. If you guys ever in our podcast coming up ever like hear about something where you're like, gosh, you know, I don't really agree with that. Or simply if you guys would like to be on and discuss your story, tell your story on this podcast. We'd, we'd love to have that opportunity. Yeah. A good place to reach out to. And I'll put this in the show notes. Uh, we have an Instagram hunt fish conserve. You can hit us up there as well as on Facebook at hunt fish conserve. And then, uh, we have a Gmail account, which you can send for all inquiries, questions, or being a future guest, which is hunt fish conserve out at gmail.com. So we also appreciate all the suggestions you guys have for future guests, future topics, and feedback, as well as if you can also leave a review on the podcast, that would be also greatly appreciated. I I will mention that hopefully trying to get some merch out. And if you guys would like to see, you know, a certain item or our logo on a certain item, we're going to try the best to get you guys what you want or, you know, if we're going to wear... We don't want to put out a shirt that we wouldn't wear. So hopefully you get some shirts, sweatshirts, hats, you know, just basic stuff like that for now and hopefully dive deeper. That's all I got, Ty. You got anything more to add? I think that's all I have. I I hope that this is a great podcast and I hope that you guys love to listen to it. Yep, same. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good rest of your week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.